Hello and welcome to the Gridiron Crew podcast, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. You're listening to and watching the Preview Crew, and I'm your host, Keith McGinty. Tonight we're going to be talking Pro Bowl, a roundup of the hirings, firings and re-retirings, as well as our own Gridiron Crew and end of season awards. But I can't do this alone, and I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by a lineup that would get that would get my vote as the finest crew members that we have. First up, we've got Craig Smudger Smith. Smudger, how are we? Keith, how are we doing, buds? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, mate. It's been a, a, a the week kind of leading up to the the Super Bowl build up and everything else. We got a Pro Bowl to talk about, and yeah, I thought we'd just be focusing on that. And then there's loads of other stuff that's happened as well. So I can't wait to get stuck into what's happened. Thankfully, thankfully, it has been a very exciting and newsworthy week because um, when I put in the group chat that this week's uh, uh, podcast was going to be on the Pro Bowl, I would say lukewarm. Lukewarm was the response that I got. <laughs> Scud, uh, would you agree with that? Welcome to the pod, my friend. How are you? I'm good, buddy. I would say it was more ice cold than lukewarm, mate, to be perfectly honest <laughs> with you. But no, good. it's good to touch on some of the stuff, but glad there's a lot of news and the awards as well will be a cracking listen, I'm sure. Fantastic. Um, Travelling all the way transatlantic over to, to Stu uh, up there in Canada. Stu, you must be looking forward to the Pro Bowl. That's, that was one of the highlights of the season for you, surely. Well, now that the the Super Bowl appearance is out of the question, it's done for the the Bengals. <laughs> I'm absolutely delighted that it's the Pro Bowl weekend. I've got something to look forward for uh, forward to. I get to see Jamar Chase going out there and doing his thing amongst the best of the best. And I see that in uh, you know for the quarterbacks, uh, he might be receiving some uh, some balls from such luminaries as Huntley and uh, a teamless Derek Carr. So, who doesn't want to watch that? <laughs> oh, it's going to be brilliant! And uh, you've got you've got Kirk Cousins in this in there as well, and he's, he's not going to have he's not going to have any primetime jitters because absolutely nobody is going to be watching the Pro Bowl. So watch Kirk Cousins absolutely ball out <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> we'll get to the Pro Bowl in a wee bit later. Um, first off, we're going to start with the, some news, and it's been a really really busy, exciting week um, in the NFL as it always is. So we'll start with our kickoff question. And we're going to go for turn our attention to the the Denver Broncos. Are the Denver Broncos uh, in a, a good landing spot for Sean Payton, who's leaving the New Orleans Saints um, after being he's kind of ret- semi-retired, hadn't he? He'd been doing lots of uh, TV, um, and now he's finally getting back into the game. Um, what do you think? I'll come to you first, Craig. The Broncos, is this a good landing spot? And have the, the Broncos actually done quite well to get them for, was that a first and a, a second, I think it is, that they've traded for them? What do you yeah. think? Yeah, they got a 2023 first-round pick, um, 2024 second, and they've got a future third, I think, as well, thrown in there. Um, it's an interesting one. Like the Where Peyton was going to land was a kind of hot topic of conversation uh, earlier on, and you know, towards the tail end of the season when you start to see other teams struggling, you you think somebody like Peyton, where's where is he going to end up landing? And there was a you know the the discussion about whether D'Amico Ryan's might go there. Obviously, that's now not the case. He's he's got the Texans, but there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes about you know was was Peyton really the first choice here? You know, they they were tapping up a lot of different candidates. they, they, they interviewed, I think it was at least eight different candidates for the um, the head coaching role. So, you know, Peyton, Peyton coming in, he's going to have a he's going to have a lot of work to do. Put put it that way. Um, 
it's really weird thinking about it because see if this had been a season ago, you know, when you had all the hype of Wilson going to the Broncos at the time. And if you'd said as well, we're going to combine that with Sean Payton going there. If you're a Broncos fan, you'd be getting pretty excited about the prospect of the, you know, the two of them working together. So time will tell uh, what, what Payton, who he brings in as well is going to be really key. Who is he going to gather around him as far as his, uh, you know, uh, assistance uh, are concerned. So, yeah. but yeah, uh, I, I think Denver, they tried to negotiate the, this deal with, with Sean Payton and then in, in the background we're trying to negotiate a last-ditch attempt to convince Dabiko Ryans to come along. Yeah, uh, That's maybe not the best message that <laughs> Sean Payton's receiving. <laughs> you know, you're just fresh and like, yeah, you were, you were our first choice. Yeah, we definitely wanted you to come on board. Um, so, yeah. Someone who's always our first choice, that's, that's good. good. <laughs> Would you have um, would you have went for some of the other names that have been rumoured to um, be on the Broncos shortlist? Where Demico Ryan's, as we said, we'll get to him a wee bit later. Jim Harbaugh, who's still at Michigan and has consistently said that he's staying at Michigan for at least another season, and um, they were some of the names that were were linked with the job. Do you think they've actually lucked out and been knocked back by these other two to get um, Peyton himself? Yeah, if they were in front of Peyton, I think they have because. Well, Peyton's a proven manager, a manager, a coach. Um, he's there to be there. But what I feel is he's the only one that's going to get the time to ride out Russell Wilson, if it is the case. Because my thing, if it was Jim Harbaugh or Myers that come in, they wouldn't have been afforded the time to try and see how he can go his way um, Wilson next season. But also how they're going to, if it doesn't work out, I don't think they'd have been given the time to try and develop yeah. someone else after Wilson. So I do think he's the only one that was probably going to get there for the time to see the job through. So to me, they've done the right um, the right move there. But Smudger, I think it was only a first and a second. They were given a third back the way, mate. Ah, oh, sorry. Um, New Orleans were given the third back the other way. But I do think, I think the Broncos have got the better end of that because it's, although they say it's a first round pick this year, it was at, it's very 29th, I think it is. It's not exactly a big first round pick they're giving up for him. And he has a proven manager in the league who's won a Super Bowl. So they've got a good squad there. So we'll see if they can pull it all together next next, next season. But it should be interesting to see. Not going after their, their first choice. Landed with an absolute genius of a, a head coach. Is uh, Sean Payton and Ange Coglu of the NFL still? <laughs> I don't. Well, I mean, Sean Payton is obviously a very successful coach. Um, is he the Andy po- Angie? I can't even say his name. Angie Postigoglu. I've never had to say that out loud. I've only ever texted to you guys in the group chat. I just realised. But no, I I don't know if he's equivalent to him. Um, I will say Sean Payton might have where this works out for the Denver Broncos is. I think that Sean Payton has a good chance of getting through to Russell Wilson because he has that reputation as like a winner and a good head coach, and he's done it with New Orleans. And he's had multiple trips to the the postseason and things, so even if it's you know not winning the, the Super Bowl every single time. Um, I think Russell Wilson might respect him a little bit more uh, than what he did with the previous coach. Um, what I will say as well, though, is I wonder if how much of a leash uh, Peyton's gonna, or sorry, Patton, the the GM, is gonna have kind of thing like George that's there because I know he signed a long term deal when uh, the Broncos ownership took over, or the new ownership took over the team. So they've stuck with them. But I kind of find usually in sport, if you're a GM, 
unless you've been in there for years, you only get one head coach firing and then you're mm-hmm. next on the block, especially if you've been involved in giving up multiple dra- like early round picks to get people, whether it's Russell Wilson or whether it's now the new coach, Peyton. For Peyton, though, I feel like there's no risk to his um, reputation by going there because if they don't, you know, they don't have a first round pick this year. Uh, did he even have one next year? Because I can't remember the full terms of the the Wilson deal off the top of my head right now. But I don't think they have, mate, to be honest. Yeah, so I think they're going to find it hard, you know, developing. So they're going to need to go with what they have already and then anything they can get in free agency. But money's going to be tight, so I don't know how free agency goes. So you're hoping that players are going to come in on cheap deals. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, if I was Peyton, I would have wanted to go to the Texans. Mm-hmm. That's exactly where uh, DeMacco's actually gone mm-hmm. himself. You're talking about the the Peyton coming in and George Peyton himself, the GM. Yep. Um, actually, he's only this is his first time role as a GM. He's only been in the job a year. He doesn't really have the gravitas that that's needed to to keep um, somebody like Russ in check. So you think this is going to be a really good hiring for him as well. He's going to actually. Never know though. Um, Sean Payton's probably looking forward to having a, a direct link to the owners as well. You can see him yeah. maybe going above his head a wee bit. But he's got some good, we talk about a, a quality uh, QB who, if we can get him in check or they the can get them in check, they've got a really good team around them. We've talked all season about the, the Denver Broncos D and yeah. how strong they are. That's something that he's going to definitely going to be able to build upon. And they've got weapons in attack. We've just not seen it this year. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Guy, guys like Judy and Sutton, they, they had issues at running back. They, they had the, the Javante Williams injury. And then later on in the season, you had um, Latavius Murray coming in and he's, he's done okay. And you, know, you mm-hmm. thought they would try and prioritise uh, getting him back because you've had other guys that have had injury issues as well, like uh, Marlon Max. So you would think that somebody like Murray's come in, he's done an okay job. It's, a, it's at least a starting point and they'll have to then look at overall how they're going to draft with the picks that they do have. Like you said, Stu, they've not got a first round pick this year. Um, so there is there is a lot of work to do, a lot of free agency work you would think as well. Um, kind of proven assets that are looking for a new team. So yeah, it's, like it's I said, a challenge. Gonna... Peyton's the, the guy that could possibly come in and do a good job. Yeah, like I say though, the, the purse strings will be tight though, just with that Wilson <laughs> yeah. contract floating around there. But um, yeah. this is a tight end again, Albert O. I had high mm. hopes for him this season, and uh, it never mm. quite panned out for me in some of the the uh, fantasy leagues that I'm in. But he's another guy that I think could rebound next year if Wilson is able to be the Wilson that we all know he can be. And the other thing to point out is usually when Wilson has a bad year. He follows it up with a year where he's like right near the top of the league, like a kind of top five, six quarterback. So not that I'm saying he is a top top five quarterback, especially in the FC. There's a lot of good QBs there, but <laughs> yep. Wilson still has it in him. He's not that old uh-huh. yet. So possible comeback the, the year next year, Stu. The yep. salary cap increase will help them a wee bit with their budget issues aye. as well, with sixteen million increase. I think that's it was true. Uh, aye. It's so someone else that we mentioned a few times. Million. Oh, that's definitely going to help them. So someone yep. else that we mentioned a few times there, leaving San Francisco to head to the Texans, his former Houston uh, Texan himself, Demeco Ryans. He was, let me see, he was the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year in 2006 when he joined them, stayed there for five years before moving on to the Eagles. Um, a homecoming 
of sorts for him. Esker, do you think he seems to be the one that they wanted? Maybe surprised that he didn't go to the Broncos, maybe a wee bit more well-established. But the Texans are starting to put in place some exciting prospects, and we saw that last season. What do you think of this signing? A good one for you? Yeah, I think it's a, a really good one. I felt sorry for uh, Smith. 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 Yeah. I, I really felt yeah. sorry for him. Um, I think he was hiding to nothing. Um, potentially... He knew he was he knew he was going. That's why he won that game just to get right up them. Go for two, get it up. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's just I feel fun, but I think this is a good fit. As someday the fans can relate to, the fans will get behind. Um, and he needs to hit the ground. It won't be have to go around running, but he needs to. Um, he's got he's got the draft picks. He's got the. And they'll have the time, I think. They'll be, he'll be afforded some time. But it's all about the owners if they don't just make an arse it. Because I think they've got a good the good solid there to build on. But they've been notorious for making a messy things all the way back to Bill O'Brien. Um, so it's just been a shit. It's been a bad, a bad situation for a wee while now. But hopefully they've made the right call. I, I think they have. Um, yep. But only time will tell. Yeah, I'm a, um, a big fan of. I was gonna say I'm a big fan of Demarco Ryan, and I think that because he has that history there, the ownership are going to look on him as being like you know someone that they can trust and give him a bit of rope yes. because they know, you know, even if they're not great again next year, it doesn't actually really matter because they have so many draft picks, and you know if they have their own one pretty high near the top of the list again at the end of next season, it's that they can really over the next few years, especially if they're looking for that quarterback position. To try and mm-hmm. fill, it's like they're going to be able to stack like they have almost every single position with skill guys, but they can pick and choose uh, who they take at quarterback, you know. So they maybe don't need to rush and take one this year, although we all know they're going to do it. Like they're taking someone. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I think it was probably yes. last year they need a quarterback, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and is this the likely to be a good year for getting a, a QB quite early on, or is that a good year group for it? I think they were, from what little bits that I've heard that would maybe next year would probably be a better year to go for it. Some good quarterbacks there, but uh, you can draft you can draft draft Baker Mayfield number one overall. You're not guaranteed a winner. Yeah, um, <laughs> day you can get dra- you can get drafted in the sixth or Purdy <laughs> last overall. There's all these ones. It's not there's no exact science, but I do think there is some decent quarterbacks this year. Next year is meant to be a better class. Yeah. You always hear that. It's always the following years a better class. It's yeah. always. I that. mean, well, apart from the years when you've got like the like the Burrow year was regarded as a good year, and obviously we grabbed Burrow and that worked out. And then the next year was meant to be a good year. And if you look at that, like yeah, it took Lawrence a bit of time. Although I'm now putting mm-hmm. most of that down to Urban Meyer. In his first year, he looks good. Mac Jones, I mean, regardless of what people say about the Pats, I still think he looks like an absolute class prospect because he's steady. And he oh, was Maggie what the, you know, where was he picked? Was he the fourth, uh, fourth quarterback or fifth? Like Wilson was a reach that didn't work. Lance has had injury issues, but again, could still pan out. So I still think Lance is a reach as well, to be honest with you. It was a reach, but I could see why they did it. Like he had the tools. Oh, yeah. And that's what I was gonna say. This year it feels a bit more like every single one of those top three quarterback prospects. Mm-hmm. they're all a bit more of a project than, you know, none of them are like, oh, Joe Burrow, we can throw him in, or Justin Herbert. Oh, yeah, he could probably come in at some point in his first year and do all right. And, yeah. you know, obviously they have, and the rest is history kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah, this year, 
if the Texans don't, I mean, to be honest, if, if I was them, if they're not 100% sold on a guy that they can take it fourth overall, there's no point trading up to go for him at first, yeah. um, as much as the Bears might want that. Uh, and I think they would be better spending that on either some more defensive help or some O-line help. Because get that line in place, grab someone in free agency. Jimmy G's going to be there. Maybe you give him some yep. money to be your quarterback Eric for a couple Carr. of years. I Derek think that's exactly where they need to go. For, for quarterback position, look at the free agency market. Look at getting somebody in that's maybe you know, an experienced backup QB that's maybe would slot in nicely. Look at somebody like Geno Smith. The way that he's Geno Smith's out office. there. He's a free agent. Yeah, he's a pro bowler, Gino Smith. He's... <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head, though, Stu. They, they need to fix their defense. They've got the worst rush defense in the whole NFL. They were yep. allowing an average of 170 yards every game. I mean, Talk yeah, about to things. every team, it wasn't even it, always the good teams. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. This is this is against you know, on average against the entire NFL and the entire NFL. Like, there's teams in there with pretty bad running backs. Um, so things can only get better for Ryan's as far as that department is concerned. Yeah. And look at the job that he's done up until now. Look how good a defense he has built. If he can bring even you know, fifty percent of that over to the Texans in his first year, you know, if he so you're get, saying they should trade for Bosa. <laughs> um, but to, to put that into perspective, like no team's allowed over 170 rushing yards per game since the Lions went 0 16 in 2008. That's how bad the rushing defense has been. Um, if they could sort that out, then that that alone is going to help matters yeah. greatly. <laughs> and as a defensive, you know, expert, uh, he's he's done he's done wonders this this season. Um, look at look how far his defense has gone. So it's good news for the Texans, absolutely. And he's got that history there. So oh, good luck to him. And I think one of the things that he's learned from Lovey Smith, sorry, one of the things I think he's learned from Lovey Smith is he's got a six-year deal. He realizes that he's tied into him for the long run here. Um, or pay him off. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, we're talking about um, the players and the. Going for a, a quarterback and it does really matter your position when you get picked. A man who was drafted 199th overall and went on to become the greatest of all time is retiring for good this time. Tom Brady um, released, I think it was just really off the cuff. It was, it was quite a, a shock to see that video of him sitting on the beach um, getting quite emotional as he said... I don't think anybody had been expecting. We thought he was going to be on for another season at least. Where he was going to end up, that was quite interesting. That would probably have kept our summers going. But a bit of an emotional but short and sharp uh, farewell to everyone. It was touching, I've got to say. Someone who's not been a fan, I would say, because it's not my team, but how good he is and how much he changed um teams when he went to them, even going to the the Bucks and having them as my fantasy QB. I did kind of like him a wee bit because of that. So, what did you make of Tom? In fact, I'd be remorse not to go to the, one of his biggest fans, actually, first. Good. Go to Scud first. Yeah. Um, what did you make of his what did you make of his uh, his retirement video? 
He was giving Scud a chance to clear his throat there. He was he, yeah, he'd feel a wee lump tear, gathering in it. His eyes started to eye. just get a wee bit oh. glassy there. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, I was a tear night this morning when I watched it, to be honest with you. But yeah, um, no, it was a for what the guy done. And I see there is probably better people who had more natural talent for quarterback. Um, but the guy's desire to learn and win and bring the best out of himself. You can't replicate that. That's a desire within. Um, I said, you've, you know, the big rivalries you went through and done everything with the Super Bowls a lot. He's just, he is this best. I can't see MD coming close to um, getting anywhere near his record and what he's achieved in the game. And I do think there's some cracking young quarterbacks we've got there now, but again, that might hamper as well. But if you're the best and you're the best at it, you should be breaking through all of them. He was here to your Mannings and everything like that, and even he's played in the era with Rodgers. Rodgers is probably technically, people say, he's a better quarterback. But Scott, sorry, I'm just going to jump in. Did anybody see, uh, was it PFF? The other day, they shared a post like uh, when Tom Brady retired, and it was absolutely hilarious because it was like, Tom Brady retires the end of an era. It was a picture of like Brady and uh, Roethlisberger and uh, Peyton Manning. And, like they'd all retired. Can I say like the end of the era? And then somebody replied to it below, going like, um, "Aaron Rodgers, you might have something to say about this because he was playing like during this <laughs> this same time." So sorry to jump in there. It was just uh, on a, an Aaron Rodgers related note. Ah <laughs> uh, no, I just he has. People say he's a better quarterback, but he's only ever won the one Super Bowl. But it's again, it's what Tom Brady did and the deals that he took to make sure he could build a team around him so yep. you can get your mosses and that. But no, I can't, see, I can't speak highly enough for the big man. Um, that was one of the things love him. I admired, sorry, Paul, that was one of my things I admired about him when I've been watching the Man in the Arena. Um, the documentary is on um, Disney+. Plus. It is absolutely incredible just how much of a leader he is and how much he unifies his teams and gets the best people around him. And I think that's something that you can take wee bits off him and hopefully apply into your your own things. And that's what I've tried to do with the crew, of course. Get you guys involved. Um, Antonio Brown. <laughs> he tried his best with Antonio Brown. I mean, he's got the best out of most people with a wee asterisk, you know, apart from Antonio Brown. Even, even Brady. Antonio Brown. <laughs> sounds like Antonio Brown. Even Giselle tried her best with Antonio Brown, but we'll, we'll wait and see. <laughs> I doubt that. Alleged, allegedly, allegedly, that was allegedly, terrible. Allegedly. <laughs> um, Craig, what did you make of this fond farewell part? Do you? Ah, yeah. The, the video, like you said, he was quite emotional in it. Um, I, I wondered if it he'd just he'd gone for a jog down the beach and just made the decision there and then. You wonder if there's a an injury behind it or something. You know, maybe mm-hmm. like maybe he stood in a jaggy shell or get stung by a jellyfish or something and just thought, ah, enough, enough's enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> just when you're talking about Aaron Rodgers, too, he's now got more retirements than Rodgers has Super Bowls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great comment I saw on Twitter. That was absolutely <laughs> superb. But I, it just feels like it's, it's the end of an era. Like we've all kind of. We've all come to the NFL at different stages of our, you know, adulthood. But Brady's been that kind of constant, um, mm-hmm. you know. And people that have watched the NFL for the past twenty-three seasons, he's been, he's been there. Um, his career, as you said, Scuddy, it's never, never going to be paralleled or equaled or bettered. Um, he's just 
the seven, you know, seven Super Bowls, um, unbelievable. Um, he's got five Super Bowl MVPs, ten Super Bowl appearances. Um, you could throw stats all day long uh, when it comes to Brady. There's just there's just so many mind-boggling stats about how good a quarterback he really is. Um, but the one the one wee statistic that I just wanted to drop in because this is a, this is an easy one, okay? Because we were talking about this in the chat. He's never had a losing record against any team in the NFL, which which is an outstanding stat. That's brilliant in its own right. But um, he's also undefeated against three teams in the NFL. Do you know who they are? Tampa Patriots. Correct, correct. And one more. And I'll give you a clue. He's got a 6-0 record against them. The Falcons, no. He's got a six and four record. <laughs> the Vikings. <laughs> I was yes. like, if he's only played them six times, they have to have been in a different conference from. So I was going yeah. down the list there. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a good, oh, good wee statistic. Um, but we don't feel too bad for for uh, Brady. You know, he's earned three hundred thirty-three million pounds in his playing career, um, and just to soften the blow, he's going to walk into his three hundred and seventy-five million pound broadcasting contract with Fox. So, I don't feel too bad for him. He's not going to be short a bob or two um, after he finishes up in the NFL. So, <laughs> I'm sure we'll hear a lot more from him. <laughs> It's a wee shame for Greg Olson as well, who's been terrific um, on the, the uh, um, <laughs> but He's getting papped big time now. Uh, Stu, one of the things I, I, as uh, Craig was saying there with all the great stats that were popping up there, Tom Brady in his 20s had 21,000 passing yards. Tom Brady yeah. in his 30s had 40,000 passing <laughs> yards. And Tom Brady in his 40s had 27,500 <laughs> yards. Hey. Tell you what, that shows you how the game's changed a bit as well. Like how it used to be run first offense, but I mean, even that 21,000 in your 20s is that you know, at that time, that was kind of unheard of. Well, then, so he's lived through that whole transition to more of like a, an air, guess, like an air raid style offense. And he stood up, even though he's like, you know, well, he's 45 now, and that's he's finally decided to kind of hang them up. But yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, to give you another thing about Tom Brady that I actually hadn't realised until earlier on today. Uh, so he was actually drafted by the Montreal Expos, who were the baseball team I supported when I was a kid. They later moved, they were sold out and they moved the franchise to Washington because that's the kind of crap that happens and, uh, you know, that happens in North American sports. So when that happened, I went, well, I'm not going to support a Washington, you know, Washington. I just I didn't feel it was right. So then I switched my allegiance to the, the Mariners in Seattle. But anywho, uh, Tom Brady was drafted by the Montreal Expos in 1995. And when he retired the other day, that made him the last active member of the Montreal Expos <laughs> franchise to retire from sport. I think the last oh. guy that was like an active player for the Expos retired in something like 2012. <laughs> so <laughs> just shows you more than a decade later, Brady. So he's also like setting records for uh, sports franchises in other sports. <laughs> Never mind the one he played in. So suppose he's still played in like 25 years. <laughs> but you know what? Now that he's retired from football, maybe he could, you know, sign a contract with a major league baseball team. So maybe we'll see him playing for somebody. You never know. That one's quite sad. Makes me think that it should be putting him in the panda enclosure now that they're heading back to China and Edinburgh. <laughs> um, see if we can get another baseball that they procreate with them. Ah, oh, that's, that's get. Get Michael Jordan in. He has. Right. 
Uh, Brady, I, I, incredible, I'm sure we'll maybe even do a wee standalone podcast mm-hmm. or if, it's, uh, if Danny gets yeah, his yeah. way and it'll be done yeah, a wee series. Yeah. I mean, a wee even series, me as a Bengals no? fan, I would say, yeah, we should do a in the off-season. That, that one writes itself. Like, we have to do a feature on Brady. Yeah. But. Oh, yeah. Um, this weekend, though, uh, we can't put it off any longer, guys. It's the... <laughs> the Contain your excitement. Contain it. The... <laughs> it's Pro Bowl season. Woo! Yes! Pro Bowl! Um, anyway! They finally, finally relented and, and made it what it's been for years. Um, and that's basically... Um, was a tag football where they just... Um, they don't really tackle each other. There's nothing really in it for anyone. Um, but now it's uh, it's kind of turned into a bit like gladiators for what I've been reading the wee bits. Um, someone's going to run us down with some of the great events that we can see, the skill games that we can see um, this weekend. Um, Smudger, have you got a few there you want to share? Yep, yeah, absolutely. There's a few that jump out. Um, you've got the Gridiron Gauntlet, which I'm particularly looking forward to see because um, Brian will like this. Brian's on the review crew to talk about the Pro Bowl, but you've got oh, three no. Browns players. <laughs> three Browns players in the Gridiron Gauntlet, right? You've got Nick Chubb, well, Brian's favourite, Miles Garrett. Brian's other favourite. Swinging helmets everywhere, and Joe Batonio as well. Brian's um, other favourite that he loves so them all. <laughs> it's it's going to be brilliant. So it's a fat, yeah, side by side relay race. They're going to highlight the players' speed and agility as they climb walls, go under tables, uh, navigate a tire turn, and push a blocking sled at the end with a coach sitting on it. So, <laughs> how just, um, exactly like gladiators, isn't it? <laughs> so, so it's a really see the way it's a relay race. Um, I'm really hoping that they mix this up and they don't have it like the the obvious uh, the obvious order of guys. Like for instance, like I want to see Joe Batonio climbing the wall. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see him pushing the sled with the coach on it at the uh, end. Like the athletic guys <laughs> doing the yeah. You want you want the like the massive like linebackers uh, and the O line. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, get up the travelator. Yeah, <laughs> I like I, I, I see like that slow setting. <laughs> I see that uh, Dion Dawkins from the Bills is there as well, and uh, you mentioned there that like one of the things is going under tables. I don't think yeah. he's going to be able to do it. I think that he's going to be climbing up a ladder and going straight through the table. <laughs> yeah. That was mafia style. Like. I would pay to go and see that. That would be entertaining. For sure. But no, you're, you're right. See if, it, see if it was more like the Gladiators. It'd be fantastic. I mean, that, uh, remember the event where you had to kind of run and fire things at like a target for miles away and the Gladiator had this ball gun, the tennis ball launcher, and they try and machine yes. gun you down. I used to love that when I was a win. I would love just to have a shot at that game. Just, just get lightning and jet back for it, and we'll all we'll all tune in. Um, oh, no. Atmospheres yeah. like <laughs> having re- Chubb, just have Chubb and Henry going at each other. In the atmospheres. Mesh it with uh, gladiators with kind of a wee bit of Takeshi's Castle flung in there as well. Yes. I think that's <laughs> The, 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 the battering through the you know the the honeycomb maze thing for Takeshi's castle I with the doors just have chubbing that like running imagine imagine just having like I don't know get, get somebody from the crowd actually pick somebody out give them a head start they have to get through then have somebody like Nick Chubb or somebody chasing Garrett up. no Miles Garrett that'd be terrifying <laughs> But that's not what they're doing though. They're doing they're doing this stupid flag football. And I mean they have the events, but it's not they should have just done it as gladiators. 
we know how to sell the NFL boys. We'll petition it for next year. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Oh, amazing, amazing. So uh, there's been quite a few, quite a few um, pullouts from it. Obviously, um, Patrick Mahomes. He, he, for some reason, he can't make it. I don't know what's up with, with him. Instead, we've got for the AFC the quarterbacks. Who have we got to look forward to? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence uh, is good. He's a big name. He's still he's decent. Yep. Trev. Strong start. Yeah, Tyler Huntley. Uh, Denny Carr. Will, will he be able to play? Is, can he risk his career actually playing? This? He's put himself in the. He's put himself in the short window in the, in the Pro Bowl. Something <laughs> <laughs> he's a team. Come on. Is he in, is he in any of the absolutely stupid events? I don't know if he is. Like, I'm sorry. I'm just scanning down it. So there's the. The move the change Sunday, so that's two teams from each conference completing a best of three weighted ten yard wall pull. And I don't see him passing, there. No. Passing um, precision passing he's in. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean he's no chance. He's up against the uh, Geno Smith, Cup Cousins, and Jared Goff for oh, that one. Nah. NFC all the way. Cousins Cousins is winning that one. <laughs> Hands down. You may as well try and win something. <laughs> By the way, if you, by the way, if you guys can hear a crunchy noise behind me, uh, that's my my bunny rabbit is here uh, destroying a box. Uh, I should probably stop it for doing that, but I'm, I'm going to leave it for a bit longer. The box is wrecked already. This season, this rabbit has caused no end of hassle for us to record because I don't know, can... the, the rabbit's just through the cable or my headphones. Or the laptop. Just out. It's, I don't know if you can see it. It's over there next to the drum kit. <laughs> oh, there we go. There it is. Let's see it. My cables just fell out, which I better plug in because the laptop also dies instantly whenever that happens. So. There we go. Live um, TV, boys. Live TV. Live TV. Live TV. Um, who have we got? Running backs um, for the NFC. You've got um, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard. Did he not get injured? I thought Tony Pollard was done. Did he know how broke free or something? Aye, that's what I thought. Uh, Miles Sanders is out, of course. Uh, Dalvin Cook's uh, replacement for Pollard, sorry. And Christian McCaffrey, um, he's really rubbing it in now for everybody that that doubted him that his injury was. He's, he's back for the Pro Bowl. Yeah, he's only got one leg, but <laughs> be hilarious if um, he, he makes it all the way to the end of the season, no injuries, and then ends up getting injured in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> well, he's, play, hey, he's, he's playing, he's playing dodgeball. Is that today? That's Thursday. Oh, that's no, today's today is Thursday. Oh, yes, I can't wait to see that. that. <laughs> I always look at this. Yeah, so, the teams, so the teams, so the teams, you've got other running backs for the AFC, you've got uh, Chubb. Josh Jacobs and Derek Henry. Ooh, I'm thinking that one. Telling you, Atlas Fears, Derek Henry versus Chubb, that would be the, the best way to solve all this. They're beef in the NFC. The yes, NFC. Imagine they, they crashed together and then fused and became one running back. <laughs> that would be scary. <laughs> um, who we got then for the wide receivers? AFC wide receivers making their appearances. We've got Tyreek Kilt, Stephon Diggs, uh, Devontae Adams, and Jamar Chase. That's pretty important. That's that's a leap. Your fantasy teams do. Uh, that would that's, that's pretty a leap. <laughs> However, look at the other side. It's, it's not exactly a bad set of wide receivers you've got in the NFC either, led by JJ. 
Scary Terry, CD Lamb and Namunra. Like that's that's, that's gonna be pretty tasty, well. eh? <laughs> oh, that's that's pretty impressive, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um tight ends we've got Kettle and Hawkinson and uh, for the NFC. Craig, you take the AFC, I'll go for the NFC. Um you've got Mark Andrews and Dawson Knox. Ah, oh, big Dawson. Um I hope that it go better for him this season uh, than it did. Um yep. I have him in Dynasty, so I'd like it to go well for him next year. Hawkinson and Kittle on the NFC side for tight ends. Ah, who really cares about this? Anyway, there's got to be... Kickers! We care about the kickers! Kick-tack-toe! That sounds good. Go on then. (laughs) So so, uh, kickers are at least competing in the uh, kick-tack-toe Sunday. Uh, You have Justin Tucker from the AFC, from the Ravens. I mean, that kind of writes itself. Justin Tucker, as much as I hate the Ravens, is an absolute legend, so you know, fair play to him. And then Myers from the your Seahawks will be there as well. So uh, kick tac toe, that's each team's kicker, punter, and long snapper. They're gonna compete in a tic tac toe competition. Uh so you've got Tucker from the Ravens, AJ Cole from the Raiders, Morgan Cox from the Titans. I think that's all pretty those are all pretty very, well, very good choices. And then yeah. for the NFC, Myers. Tressway from the Commanders and Andrew De Paolo or Paula from the Vikings. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So that's that should be good. I quite like kick tac toe actually. Like, I've not seen this. What is it? You you, you don't see it. What's like a, like a massive like grid tic tac toe grid. So instead yeah, yeah, of kicking for the field, so instead of field goal, it's you've got it, you know in the quarters, and it's basically just kick kick the ball through. Like nominate what one you're trying to. Nice. Um, and you have to get through, it. Yeah, and that you you, you nominate and it. And you're trying to get make. It, yeah. it sounds Even like a, a unfair because Tucker won't miss. <laughs> <laughs> Myers has been Mr. Reliable this season as well. It sounds like a big weekend that did perfect. I don't know if you follow them on, on YouTube. Um, make sure you follow Iron Crew on YouTube. Uh, like and subscribe. Um, aye, this is going to be an exciting weekend. I'm looking forward to it. It's just going to tease us enough for the massive weekend that we've got coming ahead. Um, make sure you stay with the, the Gridiron Crew for your um, preview too. The Super Bowl, we're going to be having a busy, busy week. We'll be getting in touch with uh, fans stateside over here from both of the teams. We are going to have a giveaway as well, and we'll be doing a, a live pod on the day of the Super Bowl. We're all meeting up to do one in the uh, hotel room before we go out and enjoy the show that evening. I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be fantastic, guys. Yeah, um, Let's move on now to the Gridiron Crew first ever annual award ceremony. We'll get a bit of We don't need to get some. We need to get like we need sound effects that we can play because, or we could just continue to go. That's it's got a bit Monty Python esque whenever we do it like that. Um. Let's see what we'll start with. Um, we'll start at the top then. Um, we'll go for QB, most like a, a bobblehead uh, award this season. Who's been flattened, flummoxed, um, pummeled into the ground uh, the most? Scud, who your nomination for this one? We can only be one winner this, surely, to have two. The ice cream can cost me a times I would hot dinners, and that's said something. <laughs> Poor guy. He's, um, 
<laughs> quite topical. He's cleared um, concussion protocol and would uh, been able to play this weekend, but he's, he's pulled out probably for his, his own safety. Thank God. And the doctors. Um, yeah. <laughs> what be used to? Who are you going for? I'm going for two as well because I mean, literally, the the closing the name the bobblehead thing. So it was a few of his hits when he went down were it was literally like he had no neck strength at yeah. all and. You know, I wonder how much of that kind of plays into the the concussions as well. But I I really like Tua. I've spoken about him a lot, obviously, on, on the show before in the past when we were doing our reviews during the season. So I just hope he's okay and can either continue on with his career or if he can't do it, just make the smart decision and get out of Dodge now. Like yeah. you've you've made some money and you've got the rest of your life to live. <laughs> Craig, you gone with Tua for this one? Have you got another um, nominee? I would, I would go, I would go with Tua, but I would also give a, an honourable mention to Josh Johnson, who came on at the weekends oh, and <laughs> lasted about five minutes before going off with Poor the ball. Well. <laughs> I've kind of felt, I felt pretty sorry for him. Um, so he would yeah. definitely be honourable mention. But I, Tua is the standout candidate for bobblehead of the year. Uh, hopefully, he's a bit less bobbleheady next year. Runners up, of course, Teddy Bridgewater, who um, was concussed after coming in for a concussion. Sure. <laughs> uh, and uh, I think we'll give uh, Mac Jones an honourable mention as well for getting absolutely flattened to the, the ground um, before the, that touchdown. And uh, you leave him alone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I will hear no smack about Mac. <laughs> um, let's see who else will we go for next. I don't, 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 don't. Don't believe the hype award. Um, who has been bigged up the most this season, but you, you think has been actually a bit of a disappointment? Um, any suggestions for this one, gentlemen? Can it be at the beginning of the year before the full season kicked off, or does it have to be throughout the go year? For it. Go for it. Listen, mm. listen there's we're one, up as we There was one quarterback who was getting bigged up, all his teammates in T-shirts saying we're with him. No. When to make, oh, he's going to be this, he's that, he's doing this, he's too busy with grannies instead. Kirk Cousins. Kirk oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, leave but Kirk Thuggins no, out of the start of the year, the Jets were going to be amazing. The full team were behind Zach Wilson. What a pile of shite he turned out to be. Yeah. And I love that his teammates really rallied behind him when they, they threw them all under the bus and they get the, the nice t-shirts. Big t-shirts. <laughs> I get the t-shirts. Ah, that yep. was class. <laughs> uh, I wonder what they'll start with next season. Is uh, is he going to be coming back, do you think? Or will it, will it be uh, up for grabs? Uh, I think he will get some form of veteran quarterback in there to go with that team. Yeah, I think Mike White looked okay in spots and then obviously he got injured. And he came back in when they were still trying to hunt down the playoff spot. So I don't know how much of his bad play once he came back was just to do with that rib injury he had. So I wonder if Mike White gets a chance to run with it or whether they try and grab somebody in free agency uh, this summer, like just if there's another veteran that they can maybe throw in their team. But um, as for most overhyped players, who do I think? Like uh, It's easier to do guys that aren't hyped enough. Isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I think they're overhyped players. Um, yeah, there's totally. only one for me. I think it's time that we let's ride. It's big well, Russ. Yeah, big, he was big, going Russ to... is, big Russ is in there, certainly. I... Aaron Rodgers, maybe. Two times, you know, <laughs> two years in a row MVP and then came into this season and just kind of. Yeah. Or maybe the. Actually, could be nominated for, isn't there? 
the Packers D in general, because before the season, all I was hearing about was uh, um, how the, the Packers D was going to be the um, you know like the best defense in the entire league, and it was going to help Aaron Rodgers finally get that Super Bowl, and they just didn't really ever seem to turn up. No, they didn't. Yep, You're right um, there, buddy, 100%. I have some good nominees. So I'll tell you what we'll do is we'll put these out um, to Twitter, and we'll see what the, the, the fans, the listeners, think themselves. Yeah, next up, we've got the uh, Julio Jones player who blew my fantasy chances award. <laughs> who who are you hating on this season, Craig? Who who's absolutely stuffed your team? Um, well, to be honest, I was thinking about this like players that have stuffed anyone's fantasy team, like player owners out there that have either uh, spent a very high draft pick on players that have ended up in true Julio Jones fashion, going on IR and absolutely scuppering them. So. My my nomination for uh, for that this year is Cooper Cup, yes. <laughs> who, who I thought you know there'd be a, many a Cooper Cup owner out there. Um, I traded away Cup, thankfully, uh, while he was still healthy at just the right time, um, but I did feel That's very shady. bad for Sherry. Fell the Vikes fan as well. The year I know, I know, but I'm, I'm sure there's many a Cooper Cup owner out there that was was cussing him. Um, because yeah, I'm sure he ended a lot of fantasy seasons this year. That'll be JJ next year, mate. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> you take that, like Scott. How dare you? Scott, did you not have a Cooper Cup at one point this season? No, I'd, I'd even worse. I had the first overall pick and I'd in Taylor. Oh, JT. Yeah, I mean, he's a and before it, I told, well. I told you before it, I was between JJ or Jonathan Taylor. I picked wrong. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's actually a shoot, Scuddy. As if I picked first twice, I would JJ and Mike McCaffrey, and they say that was the year McCaffrey done his thing after one game. So, no, for me, it must be Jonathan Taylor this year. That that hurts, still hurts very much. So, who do we who think you going uh, first? To? Yeah, for me. I have to say, yeah, it's Jonathan Taylor, just because he was first overall in so many people's leagues, and he's blown so many people's seasons this year. I mean, it's not his own fault. It's uh, obviously injury comes into it, and that's the problem with the running back position. It's too, it so often happens. But, but also, the team been absolute pants, didn't they? Aye, that too. <laughs> Saturday, small, small Saturday, Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> it had one bright moment, did they not? It had that, it had that half against you guys. Who? Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Jeff Saturday, sorry. Jeff Saturday. Oh, right. I, yeah, Saturday. I had that first game. Of, yeah, yeah. Aye. Aye. All, all kind of went tits up after that. <laughs> um, thinking, moving, uh, keeping with the, the fantasy uh, and even the, the trading between teams, we'll look at the next one. Is the worst trade of the year? Who did we think was the, the worst? Who did more damage than good to their team? So many dangerous. candidates. I'm saying dangerous. Russ Wilson. <laughs> um, Multi award winner. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. It's like <laughs> the amount of stuff they gave up for him and he did nothing. <laughs> I, did, I did think similar to... Uh, I, I thought Wilson and my, my other QB nomination um, is... Deshaun Watson's five-year, two hundred and thirty million pound oh. contract with the Browns, <laughs> yeah. which I think How has, could I forget to, that? <laughs> has to be mentioned as one of the worst yeah. trades as well. Yeah, yeah, for other reasons too, just uh, yeah. from uh, optic optical reasons. Yeah, even QB reasons as well. He's looked, he's looked very rusty. Thankfully, I hope that 
that continues. Um, another mention that we'd had in the chat when we were discussing this earlier was Chase Claypool, who I don't think he's actually won a game um, since uh, joining the Chicago Bears. Um, they've, they've been absolutely honking since he, he joined. Um, Grant, of course, will tell us otherwise that he's uh, just been unlucky. Yeah. Um, next season he's got to really, really take off, but that's not looking a good, good <laughs> trade just now. Yeah. He's a shout for most overhyped as well. In fact, in fact, just just based on Grant's messages in our WhatsApp chat, probably just the Chicago <laughs> Bears as a team were probably the most overhyped. Yeah, organisation. Simultaneously, the worst and best team in the league. It's like we want we want first overall, but we're also very good. <laughs> We've got the whole okay. league right where we want them. No, <laughs> I'd say for them. Uh, the positive side is they know they've got a quarterback now, whereas the big off yeah. thing was, was he going to be a quarterback? Yeah. They know they've got that, but whether he can stay fit is a different issue. Yeah, Absolutely. <clears throat> Next one we've got is the He's Punching Overachiever Award. Um, who has... Well, I'm, going to, I'm going to nominate my man. Um, nobody's coming at all this season. It had to be the one and only Gino. Gino Smith. Oh, Gino. The joy you've given me in about, was it nine and eight we got this season? Um, <clears throat> we saw, I didn't see it coming at all. I thought we were going to have a terrible season. Really, really, really dreadful. It's going to be a long, long year. Um, but the way that he managed to really bring DK Metcalf and the team together again and actually use some of the, the rookies that we had out there. I thought he's been fantastic. So um, definitely overachiever, and hopefully it does get a decent payday out of this and stays with us. I'm going for Gino Smith. Anyone else? I'm going to say in there as well. So, Poddy, yeah, 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 that's mm-hmm. a good bit. Um, I'm going to give an honourable mention to the entire Detroit Lions team oh. as well, and say <laughs> yes. like they, yeah. They overachieved. They definitely overachieved for where I thought they were going to be, but uh, they were great fun, and they actually have something they can build on as well going forward. So I think they're in a great spot too. Just a random question: Do you give golf the contract this year for what he done? Yes, agree. I think yes. Yeah, just yeah. because he's done enough, you know, you can work with him. Yeah, right, exactly. And he, he definitely could run that offense. And even if you bring in, so they are sitting in a good position, like we we're talking about earlier with the Texans. Yeah. They can basically wait and pick and choose the quarterback they want, or they can take one of these guys that's a, a project and know that he can sit behind golf for a year or two and learn, you know, or learn how to run that offense. Like from somebody that I know the Rams like to kind of crap on golf, but it's he's shown that like he did it this year with Detroit, so he's not looked bad at all there. So yeah, they could I would keep him just for that, the whole mentor aspect as well. 100%, mate. Great shout. Great shout. Anyone else? No, I'd say they're the three good candidates, Purdy, the Lions, and Gino. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, this one came in from uh, from Studs. Um, the Harry Houdini Award um, <laughs> goes to, I think we look for other nominations, but he's um, tipping Mike Hilton um, um, from the Bengals to, to get this one. Um, after he named it, renamed it from Arrowhead to Burrowhead, but then had one of the worst um, performances that's ever been seen in a, a championship game. 
Ah, he didn't really back up his words there, did he? I'm not even going to reply to this one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't need to think about. Um, I was. I was less than happy on Sunday, and even Monday morning, I was less than happy. And then I woke up Tuesday, and I did my first mock draft the summer and uh that was me over the the bengals loss <laughs> but i don't i don't need to revisit it though but um yeah if, i guess if we're going to talk about guys disappearing though um i would kind of i would like to suggest uh Wilson again never there um i've got one i would nominate uh, the indianapolis colts the entire indianapolis colts disappeared yeah, the entire organization um, disappeared at half time and, and made not, a 33 point lead disappear <laughs> who i was going to suggest was actually and I, I love this player so i feel really bad saying it justin jefferson because he just went, he was absolutely absent. When the guy has like such a dominant year and the regular season, he comes into the playoffs and then he just disappeared. He never saw a pass. And I don't know if you can put it all down to Cousins because it's, it's sort of also on Jefferson as well. So yeah. needs to, we'll see, see next year. We need to see what he can do next year. But we know, we know he's a stud in the regular season, but does he turn into Harry Houdini in the off season? Can we, do, can we put in the Pats offensive coaches? Ooh. <laughs> That's a brilliant one. I like that. <laughs> that meme, that one of them, it's like, okay, right, we need a call, and he's just like, <laughs> stay up with this guy. <laughs> that was incredible. Ah, <laughs> uh, you'll be glad that Patricia's away now. Um, you hope you, oh, one, he's got one more, in. one more uh, Houdini. Oh, well, that'll be Bye. good. Uh, right, yeah, he'll be good. Uh, one more Houdini. Mac Jones, uh, during the lateral pass situation where he disappeared instead of trying to tackle the guy. <laughs> <laughs> like a coat can. Like a coat. Into the centre of the earth he disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> and that one actually comes up. I think that'd be a great nomination for the... What's the wide receiver doing, Tom? Uh, award for the biggest fuck-up of, uh, fuck of the season. Um the lateral pass there, that was that was absolutely hilarious. Um, I think that certainly has to be one of them there. Any other suggestions for mess-ups that, that happened during games? Yep, honourable mention to the butt punt at the very start of the season. I think any, <laughs> any excuse to mention the butt punt has yeah. to get thrown in there. Um, yeah, forgot so... about the butt punt somehow. Yeah. How could you forget about the butt punts, too? Ah, yeah. <laughs> Um, who was the kicker that um, that went to punt the ball but dropped it like it was a, a rugby ball? Oh, God. That was one of the... Is he no Scottish? I'm sure he's Scottish. Is it the, the Giants kicker? He tried to kick it like it was a rugby ball. That's one. Oh, the drop kick. Um, Aye. The drop kick, that's it. I remember watching that and I can't remember what game it was now. I've watched so many games this year. <laughs> I should add what that season it's been? Jimmy, what I know. There's something like that. What a season right. it's been, though. It's just it's absolutely studs will message in. in. <laughs> Jamie Gillian from oh, Brian in the, the chat. Thanks, Brian. Brian. Thanks, Brian thanks for, for listening. I thought it was uh, keeping us right. Uh, terrific. Any other suggestions then for um try to think of other hilarious the only moments? I can think of was there. I said to you earlier it was basically it was a bikes game. 
I can't remember the game, but it was Rager was streaking down the field, looks like he had a dead set touchdown and he stopped. Yep. And that was a Colts game, I think. Aye, over the top. And then <laughs> no, he just went right by him and then it was an interception. I was like, what Aye. the and Sheena was going tonto, I think it was cousins. I was like, that's fuck all today with cousins. Aye. Why did she stop? Yeah, that was the Colts game. And uh that's <laughs> and they still came back and won. Exactly. <laughs> just shows you. The only other like what the fuck play of the year that again honourable mention is just the Chiefs doing their ringer ringer rosies. Just the, the oh, sheer yes. disrespect <laughs> that they showed in that play alone, like just utterly taking the piss by this point. Like if you if you're lining up against that, you must have been so pissed should, off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we should maybe have a, a best a best singer of the year award. Oh, because so, that was an absolute that was a, an absolute highlight for me. Like, because uh, I, I was te- messaging you guys during the game, and I kind of felt a bit salty because I I backed the Niners <laughs> a bunch of places. So I was kind of really wanting them to win, and obviously what happened happened. Nothing against the Eagles because like I I love Minshew. Um, so I'd like to see him get a ring, uh, <laughs> which is one of the hilarious things. But that <laughs> trophy presentation after the game, I was actually in tears laughing. It was so yeah. funny. Like I, I don't think Jalen Hurts had any idea that he was going to be forced <laughs> to sing out there because he just simply had no idea what was going on. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he's he. I wouldn't want him on a team for karaoke if uh, if I had a night out. There was a competition. Would not want Jalen Hurts on my team. Yeah. No one, I guess, give me a sing star. <laughs> also, I thought we were going to have awards for the actual team, but we're doing it for players, as in for the the crew. Ooh, because I'd started, I'd good. started coming up with like awards I was going to nominate for people, like you know, most excited person in a Vikings comeback smudger. Um, <laughs> keep it, keep it, keep it. Awesome, <laughs> love it. It's a long six months between <laughs> the Super Bowl and then the next game starting. You never know what we're going to have to come up with in that time. So keep them. I think that's, that's a good idea. Um, we're going to have loads of different um, podcasts and uh, videos live streaming throughout the, the year we'll just keep it going, loads of news we'll be able to look back at past seasons um, massive games, listen this is this is just the start for the crew and we're going to get bigger and better in season 2 gentlemen I think that's a, a good time to call it quits tonight um, we'll have Danny and the the review crew back on Monday night um, they'll be able to <laughs> go over the, the pick the bones of the Sorry. <laughs> I, I can't wait for Brian's analysis of the Brown Jillians and that really race it's, <laughs> it's going to be great detailed analysis blow by blow exactly what happens Brian's going to be rubbing his hands going I can't Miles, wait to watch Miles Garrett straight through the wall like. <laughs> oh it's going to be terrific Scott thanks very much for joining us tonight mate no problem buddy good to be here Stu, um, appreciate you spending the time with us. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure again. It always is a pleasure, Craig. Again, with yourself, a pleasure with you guys. Um, thanks for joining us, buddy. Cheers, Keith. Uh, as I said, Danny will be back Monday night. Uh, look over the news, the Pro Bowl chat, and to start our Super Bowl build-up. So look forward to that on Monday night. We will be active over Twitter and try and get on our Instagram. And um, Stu, you volunteered to do the TikTok as well, haven't you? Oh, I like three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I posted uh, something on my own TikTok the other day. So that's a step closer. So one day we will launch 
the NFL uh, gridiron crew. I've no idea what TikTok <laughs> fucking is. <laughs> you, you don't want to know. I'm, I'm going to put it that way. Now that I'm on it. Oh, we'll talk. We'll talk off later on that. Um, gentlemen, thanks very much. Thanks very much for listening. You can like and subscribe. That would be brilliant. Really help us get the name out there. Follow us on Twitter at Gridiron Crew and on Instagram Grid underscore Iron underscore Crew. Get in touch if you've got any of your own suggestions for our awards. We'd look forward to hearing from you, and we'll share the best on Twitter as well. Uh, from myself and all the crew. Have a great evening and enjoy your Pro Bowl weekend. Yes.